Welcome to this Girl Life podcast. We're your hosts, Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kavan, best friends who understand the power of friendship, good conversations, and the realness of creating your best life. Each week, you can find us here having real, raw, unfiltered conversations that you want to have with your best friends. It's everything you need to know to master this girl life. Let's get it started. Welcome back, our favorite TGL listeners. It's Whitney and Kristen. Woo! Always. Happy Tuesday, peeps. Welcome back. Yeah, Thanks happy for Tuesday. for another week. Yeah. I just want to say I appreciate all the love. I just had a message um, from someone being like, oh my gosh, I always look forward to Tuesdays and a new episode. And I'm like, people are listening to us, you know? <laughs> I love that so much. My sweet little cousin just messaged me the other day and was like, I am loving your podcast. I look forward to it every Tuesday. And then I even had, I don't even think I told you this, what one of my girlfriends from in Omaha, she actually messaged me and was like, I'm loving what you guys are doing with the podcast. You both are glowing. And I was like, that's so sweet. So shout out to all of our loyal TGL listeners. We love you. Yeah, that is so sweet. So sweet. I love hearing that. Um, Okay, Kristen, I just have to ask you are have you already scheduled your summer plans I'm sure you have well if you know me you know things are scheduled out months in advance so yes where are you going this summer well we are going to Lake Tahoe which I can't wait it'll be Quinny's first time in the on the beach in the sand I'm dying I'm already looking at swimsuits on Nordstrom I can't handle it and I'm gonna come home to Arizona for a little bit and then I'm in May oh I can't tell you the dates because then my, you know, my stalkers might try to find okay, me. Okay. <laughs> we can share off air, off air. And where else? Oh, I planned a, um, my, one of my girlfriends in Omaha has a lake house. And so we're going to do a little three family trip to Lake Okoboji this summer. That's fun. Yeah. What about you? Anything fun? Your yeah. husband's almost home. I know you guys almost, almost back in San Diego officially. Um, that's exciting. And yeah, we're gonna, I mean, we're doing Disney and we're going to do a trip to Cody, Wyoming. If you have never been to Wyoming, you're totally missing out on part of the best part of America. (laughs) Um, so for the 4th of July, it's like the most patriotic little town. It's incredible. And then we actually may end up in Omaha and in Kansas. Yeah. To see his family and my sister. So yeah, nothing major, but plans are in the works for sure. Trying to, you know, have some family so, time. Yeah, guys, if you don't know, so as you know, I went to law school, but I went to law school in Omaha, and so my, all my in-laws are there. And then Whitney's sister actually lives in Omaha too. So and every my brother in law, brother in law, and sister in law. It's like yeah, and nieces and nephews, and the whole damn fam. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah, so it's really fun. So we actually get to see each other on holidays because we're on the same holiday schedule, which is so dang fun. I know it's really special. It is. So, so we love Omaha. <laughs> we do. Yeah. No. And this summer we're totally like in baby making mode. You know. Yeah, girl. I know, right? So <laughs> and it kind of we'll just you know it intro that intros. <laughs> you know what's crazy? What I was thinking about it this summer. We were chatting about it and. At the beginning, at the very end of the summer, beginning of fall, Quinny turns one already. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like summer's over August 31st. In September, I'm planning a first birthday party already. I mean, that just seems like I know it's still five months away, but that is going to go so quick. And then I'm going to have a one-year-old. I can't believe that. That's nuts. 
It feels like I just had her three days ago without the pain that I had. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. It's so exciting. And it kind of intros into our topic today because we – We decided, obviously, when we started this podcast, we told you guys we were going to have lots of guests, and we have so far, but today we've kind of felt led. We really want to talk about motherhood and postpartum. Um, We know some of you aren't moms, and we know maybe some of you don't want to be moms, but we felt led to have this topic um, around postpartum. So we actually um, spoke with Dr. Cassidy. She is a licensed marriage family counselor, therapist. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I actually know the acronym. Anyways, she's my therapist in San Diego. And just a little shout out, she has a podcast of her own, Holding Space Podcast, that is a wellness podcast that explores mental health. Check it out. It's amazing. Um, But she actually gave us four things no one tells you about postpartum. And we want to talk and dive into those four things with you guys because they are so important. And I wish that people told me these things before I had Blakely. And the cool thing real quick before we jump in is like, even if you don't want to be a mom or you're not currently a mom, you know, a mom most likely. And I think it's important just that you, even if you're not a mom, like you're aware of what other moms are going through and et cetera, et cetera. And being able to help your friends or your sisters that might be moms or something like that. So even though this is yes, a motherhood topic, I think it's important that we're just aware of what we're going through together because we're all doing it together. So that being said, the first thing that Dr. Cassidy told us uh, that I really resonated with was having a baby is hard on your partnership or marriage. And she just kind of talked about that in the sense that like marital satisfaction is obviously huge, but after you have a baby, it declines a lot and it's, you know, obviously impacted impacts your intimacy because you have this new baby, you have lack of sleep, your roles are shifting, your whole identity is shifting. You were once a wife and now you're a mom. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the hormonal shifts that you have and will have for a long time after this. And there's just a lot of factors like depression and anxiety and all of that stuff that puts strain on relationships. And so I don't know about you, but for me, I... I acknowledged this going into having Quinn and it was something that I really tried to make a priority because I did not want to change. I knew my relationship with Adam would change, but I didn't want it to ruin anything. And I don't know if it, it changed or was hard on our marriage, but it definitely changed it in the sense that like I miss dating my husband. Yeah. And that's been one thing that we're having to learn for sure is, yeah, we don't just get to jump on an airplane and go on a trip or go up to the mountains or go sit at a restaurant. Yeah. And I think for me, acknowledging that this would change has made it easier for us because we've been really aware of it from the beginning. Have you seen for that sure. when you guys had Blakely? Um, our relationship's totally different. Like for people that don't know, Kristen and Adam obviously have like normal jobs and are together like all the time. <laughs> Um, I'm not with my husband all the time. He's gone and deployed and, you know, so I think when we had Lakely, it was kind of, I mean, we had a little bit of that, but it was more just, um, navigating, doing a lot of it by myself. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he was gone just like a week after I had her. So yeah, I mean, it did put a strain on that, but it kind of helps that we are a little bit of homebodies and anytime we, um, anytime we were 
like he is home, we wanted to kind of be together anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we aren't the best. I mean, I'll fully admit, like, we're not the best. We weren't the best when we finally got married at, like, going out and doing dates and stuff like that. We were always just, like, homebodies. So it's something I think when he gets home, we have to work on more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, just, yeah. I remember Adam went back on his first day. He luckily got a month of paternity leave. Other companies take note. But yeah, it was so wonderful because our first month was together. And so we were navigating this new life together. And and then I remember the night before he went back to work, I just remember laying there crying because I was like, this is the day that our relationship ultimately changes. Yeah. Because now our life revolves around Quinn and this life that we have to make for her. But also still trying to keep this you know, we've been together for eight years. Like, I don't want to lose what we've made for the last eight years because exactly. we're having a baby. Yeah. And Ugh. so. It is a, I, fine, a hard balance, dude. It's yeah. not easy. And so I think, yeah, we, we're actually this weekend, we're getting a babysitter and we're going to have a date night on Saturday for a few hours. And so I think that's acknowledging that having a baby is hard on your marriage is yes. like the first step. And then just being aware of it, I think, and being conscious of of it definitely definitely I mean I think that's all you can really do so mm-hmm. and just like su- a lot of communication yeah absolutely yeah. Dr. Cassidy knows she's that's what she's like all about is communication so definitely <laughs> a good first number one okay number two speaking of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders is what mm-hmm. she said um so I definitely can relate to this I have anxiety I share about it all the time in the blog. I talk about it on here. I'm very open. But I think the big thing to um, make, like, to be aware of is that so many moms, yes, struggle with anxiety post-baby, but 10% of dads also are at risk for social and emotional and cultural, um, you know, problems post-baby. So the other thing is men are definitely a lot less likely to, to go and ask for help. And totally. so Dr. Cassidy really, you know, wants people to be aware of this is a number, you know, one of the top things is understanding that, you know, it's super common to have one parent or even both parents struggling with anxiety. Um, I had anxiety for sure after Blakely, um, but my anxiety actually kicked in closer to just in the last year. I just struggled a lot as she got older. So how have you, have you like had a ton of anxiety post Quinn? You know, I'm not an anxious person. I've never been. Anxious and so person. anxious, that's a weird word. Anxious, anxious person. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and I never have been. And so I think I'm still learning what that looks like in my life, yeah. you know, because I, I've had a little, you know, stress obviously of of being a mom, but I don't have those necessarily those super anxious feelings that keep me up at night a little bit more as we're getting older and just, you know, she just had the flu and things like that. So I don't know if I had like a overarching mood shift. Yeah. I definitely got sad, (laughs) but I don't know if I had, I don't know if I have anxiety about it yet. I'll let you know. (laughs) Let me know. I, you know what helped me? And I'm just going to do a little side note. Um, of course, bunny trail, like I always do, but something that helped me right after Blakely, I actually did placenta pills Mm -hmm. and it's kind of controversial. Yes, I know. Uh, but for about a month or two, it basically weans you down off of your hormones. 
Um, and that really helped me. And of course, you have to find someone who's legit and you have to, if you're, you know, there are a lot of things that you need to like educate yourself on if you're going to consider this. But I think that did help me just write post baby to not have as much anxiety. Yeah. 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 So I like that. I've heard really good things about that. It's something I didn't do, but I would definitely consider next time. That's for sure. Yeah. Look into it. Oh, so number three of Dr. Cassidy's tips or things you don't know. One thing that people don't often tell you is that if you are struggling, you are not alone in this and there is help and there are so many avenues to ask for help. And I know for me, this was really hard because I (laughs) like to be in control of my own emotions and my own life and my own things. Yeah. And I remember when Quinny was about four weeks old, Adam had just gone back to work. I had just gone back to work. She got sick. My mom got sick. So she canceled coming to Colorado And I cried for like three days. I remember. And I don't even know why. You know, like when someone would be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I am just like a glass case of emotions or whatever. Like (laughs) I just, and I wasn't necessarily depressed, but I just felt sad. And I felt, you could just almost feel the hormones rushing through my body. Yeah. And I just remember calling Whitney and I called one of my other good friends, Callie. And I, I just cried. Yeah. And it was so sweet because Callie actually called Adam and was like, hey, are, are we good? Like, do I need to come see her? You know, and yeah. I think that's one thing that I can't ask for that. I am really bad at that and yeah. I'm I'm working on it. Um, but I think just knowing that like your friends want to help you and like, you know, Whitney is a mom, so she gets it. Callie's not even a mom yeah. and she took time to like listen. And I think that's why this topic is so important for even people without kids. Cause it's, you're not alone and there are people yeah. that will listen and your friends want to help. So that Definitely. was a big tip for me is ask for help because it's out there and mm-hmm. you're not alone in this. No, you're not. I mean, that's a beautiful tip because yeah. And if your best friend has a baby, you don't have a baby. Just keep that little nugget in the back of your head that like your girl might need you to like hop on a plane you know, right. just kind of like feel those vibes out because you can be so close to someone to like just know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. And uh, one thing about this topic is there are a lot of places that can offer help. Yeah. And Dr. Cassidy gave us some great resources as to where you can find it. And so we're going to link that all on our site too. Just a quick side note. Yes. So if you do need help, you can obviously chat to your girls here at TGL. But yes, we look have on the website. Places. Yeah, we've got some places. Okay, the next one, number four. Number four is a big topic. It's a big topic for me. It's something I didn't even realize until I had Blakely. Becoming a parent will bring up old stuff. So there is no experience, as we know, if you're a mama, having a child is so vulnerable and it puts you into this like vulnerable space I, I didn't even know existed. And... You know, as as she, basically Dr. Cassidy said, as you lean into your identity as a parent, your own childhood and your own relationships with your caregivers will come up. So, and sometimes that can deepen that appreciation for your caregiver, which I think that totally happened with my mom. I was just like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like, how did you do this? You know, I'm so right. sorry I was such a little shit. <laughs> um, totally. But it also can bring up old traumas. You know, mm-hmm. old traumas that we thought – or in the past, or that we had been like renewed, it can bring up a sense of loss and grief. And 
within that first year, you know, I guess I didn't realize that I could be so triggered. But this is something that as Blakely got to an older age, which is kind of why I didn't have that postpartum depression like right when Blakely was born. But as Blakely, I don't even know if it would be depression. It's almost like postpartum anxiety or postpartum OCD is basically what I'm coming to learn. Um, That there's just some trauma around this age that that mm-hmm. I experienced that now Blakely's getting to this age to where there are so many triggers that come up. There's so much anxiety that comes up. And um, I think, you know, when we decided to talk about this topic, I am an open book. But the biggest thing that I can say and the one thing I hope that people can take away from this is you, if you feel like you need to ask for help, you need to ask for help. Like I got to a point where it was like, holy shit, I need help. Like I was feeling crazy. Yeah. And um, And we can only be good parents if we're taken care of. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I don't know. I can't stress it enough. Like there is no shame in asking for help and seeing a therapist. There is no shame in um getting on a medication. I mean, I will sit here and totally say like I am on an anti-anxiety medication. Um, and I'm proud of it because I need it Mm -hmm. because there's, you know, I don't want to live in an anxious state, but it, well with that, like I'm constantly working on myself. So I think that's something to be aware of that, you know, if you do have these old traumas or maybe a poor relationship with your mom or dad, these things can totally be triggered and you'll have no mm-hmm. idea and you'll be like, what the heck is going on? So just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, r- realize top of the hormones and top of all the stress of having a baby, like you may be tapping into some real raw stuff that's coming up. Yeah. But it's okay. It is okay. A lot of us are going through it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those are good. I, I just, I love those. And I think it just brings awareness to what we as moms go through and to add to Dr. Cassidy's list, Whitney and I created a list of our own Yes, and we're calling it the other crap they kind of tell you, but don't tell you. And you don't think it's <laughs> going to affect you in your fourth trimester list. Did you get that? <laughs> it's a powerful name, man. We're straight shooters. Yeah. I mean, straight to the point, right? All the stuff they don't tell you, but you should know that you didn't know. (laughs) If we're being honest, I didn't even know that the period after you have your baby was called the fourth trimester. Didn't I had no idea that was a thing. Really? Until I think my app told me, you know, like my bump app was like in your fourth trimester. And I was like, "Uh, Quinn's here. So what trimester are you talking about? And then I started doing a little research and. I had no idea. I just learned something. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So these are our, here's a better title for you, our TGL tips for your fourth trimester. That's better. Yeah. I like that. The first one for me that I've been working on is staying off Instagram and not necessarily staying off it totally, but stopping the comparison game. Yeah. I didn't look like this post baby. I didn't do that with their room post baby. I didn't do the hospital photo shoot post baby. I didn't do this or this or this. That mom did it and that mom did it better. Stop it now. Stop it before you even start because it only will get worse and it'll steal the joy that you have of being a newborn, a mom to a newborn. It will. Totally. And you're already sleep deprived and have hormones. So your art, your emotions are already so heightened. And then to add the comparison into it, it's just, 
Yeah. It'll steal your joy and don't let it because those first couple of weeks are so amazing. Yeah. And so as much as you can stop the comparison game. That's a beautiful number one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number two for me was, oh my body. (laughs) Um, I think we are so tough on ourselves. Um, And Dr. Cassidy would totally say that I am beyond hard on myself. Um, I rarely show myself grace. I think a lot of us rarely show ourselves grace. So when it comes to it, I think, you know, realize we all, after we have a baby, have the whole jelly belly, the huge boobs, and we're, you know, we're trying to feel normal, but it totally doesn't happen overnight. It took me until Blakely was nine months old to be like, you know what? I feel kind of okay. And like, I just told Kristen this a couple months ago. And I think you're getting to that point where you're like, yeah, I'm getting in the groove. Like I'm feeling (laughs) it. I'm getting there too. It just like takes time. Yeah. I think that was something I struggled with because right when I had Quinn, I didn't care because I'm like, I just had a baby. I'm breastfeeding. Like I can eat cookies because I'm breastfeeding and I just had a baby. So if I still have a baby belly, it's okay. But now that I'm seven months out, I almost feel like I should be back to my normal self and I'm not. And so Whitney is constantly reminding myself that I just had a baby and I need to give myself grace. And so sometimes you need your friends to give you you grace because sometimes you can't give it to yourself, but we'll get there. Ladies, we'll get there. And you know what? We are strong. We birthed humans. You, I know. Sometimes I forget that. Like Blakely's turning three tomorrow and I was looking at videos. I know. And I was like, (laughs) wow, that little thing came out of my stomach. Like, right. I don't know. I think we forget. I think we forget the magnitude of what we did. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Our body is like, we're, we're fighters. We birthed a human. I think. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. Number three on our TGL list. This goes back to everything we've been talking about though. Talk to someone, anyone, your friends, your mom, a therapist Mm -hmm. and us. Vent to us. Talk to us. Write us on Instagram. DM us. Send us emails. Talk to anyone that you feel comfortable talking to if you have an issue. Yes. Because like we said earlier, we're just doing the best we can to raise be- the best little humans that we can. And we can't be our best if we can't give our best to our kids if we're not at our best. Exactly. For sure. So. Yes. All right. And the final and fourth one is find something for you. So whether it's just a hot shower, like five minutes, which was heaven, right? You know, when Blakely was like a week old or going to the gym, night white night white <laughs> a glass of wine <laughs> at night guys I can't even talk. just find something for you and Kristen and I definitely fell after we had kids we had to find something just kind of for us because we were just sitting there taking care of our babies and our husbands so find something you're passionate about and when you can do that I think you're just like Kristen's saying just a happier mom and a wife and a person you feel like I'm not just a mom like it's finding that it's finding you outside of being a mom you know yeah so it's just finding that absolutely no I think that's so important yes totally I love that thank you I know thanks for giving me this (laughs) podcast because you're what pulled me out of my you gave me my I feel like a little bit of myself back after having a baby yeah so well this has been great this has been really fun Okay, so um, if we didn't give you enough thought nuggets, we're going to throw on our website something that um, Dr. Cassidy gave us. It's 
from Dr. Christine Sterling. She's one of Dr. Cassidy's friend, and she's an OBGYN. She recently wrote an article, Seven Things She Wasn't Prepared For After Having a Baby, and this is coming from an OB. It's super powerful. It's filled with tons of just like real talk and resources. So check that out on on this episode's um, little post on our website. And also, just know that Dr. Cassidy Mm -hmm. and Dr. Christine Sterling are working on some postpartum prep courses, these e-courses, this year. And so to stay in the loop, we'll also put where you can subscribe to Dr. Cassidy, um, just like a little update on this postpartum class, and her website. Because I definitely, for me, again, we're trying to have a baby. When he gets back, I definitely would love to do this postpartum course. So check all those goodies out on our website. I would have loved to have this. I know. In my fourth trimester. So, well, so we talked about a lot today. And remember, if you need us, talk to us and head to our TGL website and you can find our resources tab. We're going to have a whole tab on postpartum, things from Dr. Cassidy, all the links that Whitney just talked about and all the other resources to help you get through your fourth trimester. Yes. Perfect. Well, oh, and always remember, you guys, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review if you got if you had any good takeaways from this episode, let us know what they are, whether it's on you know iTunes or on our Instagram. And a little mommy bonus for you. If you subscribe to the podcast and to our TGL Extras newsletter, you'll be entered to win a box of our favorite mom goodies. So let us know you've completed these two steps on our last Instagram and the winner will be announced our next podcast. So next, next week, guys. So yeah. trust us, this box is worth it. We Whitney and I have been working to put together our favorite things that got us through having a newborn. Yes. So they're going to be different because they come from the two of us, but they're going to be so good and totally worth it. Yes. So go and again, enter because you'll, you'll, you'll thank us. (laughs) I promise. All right, guys, have a great week. We can't wait to see you next Tuesday. Hey guys, before you leave, we want to tell you about the newest panties we're trying. Yes, we're talking panties. Ladies, Appeal panties are for the everyday woman and girl on the go. This underwear is an everyday underwear with a sewn-in, ultra-thin, power mesh panty liner for extra protection that is washable, and the material is so dang cozy. It's so cozy. And these panties are perfect for prenatal or post-baby. Let's be honest, we all hated having to wear those bulky pads when we got home from the hospital. I just wanted to be back in my cute, comfy undies. Oh, totally. Those pads were terrible. Awful. Enter appeal panties. Or maybe you have sporadic periods and spotting. Hello, appeal. Guys, appeal protects against the unforeseen, and they can be used daily by many women who prefer this protection. It's for all women and girls who are transitioning into the seven stages of womanhood. Check them out at appeal.com.